and what a sweet song for a sweet, sweet Super Bowl victory. My goodness. The Bengals did not win, but I did get the shoes of my dreams. Uh, what's up, everybody? Forgive all the clanging. I'm just a jabroni recording a podcast in his bedroom. But, you know, a hot podcast, a successful podcast, uh, and one that is legitimately telling the future uh, a few times a month. Uh, what's up, everybody? My name's Jack Snodgrass. I'm the host and CEO of the Gambling for Shoes podcast, the most successful apocalypse-proof gambling podcast in all of the world. So, guys, welcome Welcome aboard to a real winner, okay? Oh, it does feel, it does feel good predicting the future, if I if I must say. But I'm afraid, you guys, uh, that uh, dark times may be falling upon uh, this podcast. Uh, so, for the millions of you listening for the first time, my name's Jack, former professional best baseball player. Now I do stand up comedy and. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. I had a foot fungus. I had to get rid of all my shoes. And now I'm gambling to get new shoes. All right. In the NFL season, where I'm most comfortable betting, we did pretty good. I think overall we did like we hit six out of ten weeks, something like that, with a with a couple really bad beats. So realistically, I'm ten for ten. If we're really keeping score. So, but no, we had we had a pretty good run in the playoffs, and I went big in the Super Bowl and hit, and that was really cool. I'll talk more about that in a second. But now, this podcast is really, really at a crossroads, man, because it's like, dude, I don't really watch anything else. Like, so, I played baseball, and I have an inside track on some major league games and stuff. Like, I kind of know how to bet that. But guess what? <laughs> it looks like baseball may not be happening this year. There's more or less a strike going on. I should know more about it, but uh, I don't know. I just, I just don't really follow shit. I just assume that eventually baseball will be back. Uh, so that sucks. So right now, you know, we're really, really, uh, kind of fighting with one arm tied behind our back. You know, I used to really follow the NBA, not so much anymore. Uh, so now I'm like limited to the NBA, soccer, and like college basketball. Uh, yeah, I don't know. A bunch of shit that I don't watch. So I'm actually going to an NBA game now. We're going tonight. We're going to the Pacers and, uh, Wizards. And I'm definitely betting on that game. And that will be the bet for this week. Uh, and we'll 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 talk about that later, uh, the shoes, the pick, all, all that stuff. But for a moment, I would like to relish in uh, and just kind of reflect on Super Bowl Sunday, what that was like as a gambler, what that was like as a new Bengals fan, or I think I'm supposed to say Bengals, but I say Bengals. But uh, I pretty much only say, yeah, you're supposed to say bangles. But that's, that sounds so strange to me. But uh, I guess I'm probably outvoted here in Cincinnati. But I'm probably just going to keep saying bangles until they win a Super Bowl or something. I don't know. So the Super Bowl, uh, where, where do you start? There's so much to unpack. And am I the person? To, I'm, just a, I'm just a jabroni comic in Cincinnati. Who wants to hear me break down a sport I didn't play? You know, but I think, all right, so here's the deal. We went, we went and watched the game at Go Bananas, which is like our club here in Cincinnati. And we're the funny bone too, but the Go Bananas is kind of like, uh, Peter Pan and all of his friends. That's what it feels like. It's really like a, a fort, a comedy fort. It's insane. So we had a Super Bowl party 
and you know food drinks galore uh you know we're all just ripped and probably high and all that stuff anyway it, the game was it was awesome it was surreal to watch a team that won you know two games last year playing the Super Bowl and uh, so the, we bet on the Bengals. We took I bet on them at four. I bet on them at four and a half. I had them to win, which I missed. But for I, most of my money was 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 positioned behind the Bengals covering the spread because what I thought was going to happen, uh, for the most part, like eighty five percent of it happened. I I regret not betting on the under. It seemed like a guarantee because it, it originally came out at fifty, and I was like, "No way, dude! That is way too high." Like, n- neither one of these offenses are, are going to score like that. And uh, I actually predicted the score to be twenty three twenty, but with the Bengals winning the game, uh, so right right score, wrong outcome. Uh, but it was uh it was awesome to watch. It sucked when they lost because. It felt like they had it. You know, it, they felt like they had it right there, dude. Like, they scored that touchdown to to open up the half, you know, and they're up they're up 20 to 13. <sighs> or they go up 16, 19, 13, 17, 13, then they kick a field goal. Eventually, they were up. You know, after the half, they hit that touchdown, and it's like, oh, dude, like, we're gonna win. We're gonna win this game. Now, granted that that would that call that non-call the face mask against Jalen Ramsey was obviously a, was total bullshit. But the Bengals, you know, they they have advanced on a lot of uh, you know kind of miraculous plays this whole playoff. So it was kind of like more of that. And when I bet on the Bengals, I was kind of betting on that magic to continue, and it did. I mean, they had they had more turnovers. Uh, you know they had the uh, the play to mix and throw into the touchdown to T Higgins. T Higgins with the the non OPI call on Ramsey, but then in the fourth quarter, the, all that magic ran out. You know the Bengals had a couple bad calls against them. One really really bad holding call uh, that really it was on third and goal, and you know they put, put the Rams it would have been fourth and goal, and they were forced to either kick a field goal or go to the end zone from like the twelve yard line. Oh. It was they were just so close because it it was it was awesome that they that they were playing and then the the Rams jump out like fourteen to three, Odell Beckham Jr. is running around everywhere and you're just like fuck dude it's uh you know this might be a blowout then Odell Beckham Jr. gets hurt and then all of a sudden now the game is on, he's hurt the Rams miss a point after you know there's a couple picks there's a mix and touch mix and throwing the ball it was just it was just wild dude and, and the Bengals they were right fucking there man they were right there so you know i i I, looking forward uh to the rest of the the joe burrow era i it's optimistic but i think there we you have to you have to admit that the Bengals overachieved this year you know they there there is going to be some regression to an extent but you know they got uh they got a lot of money a lot of free money and cap space. Uh, they got all their draft picks, all that stuff. So they have assets to make some moves and hopefully fix the offensive line, which like everyone knows about. Like even like girls watching the Super Bowl were like, "What's wrong with those linemen?" You know, like not that girls don't know football, but just like the people who don't normally watch football, you'd be like, "Why does Joe Burrow have to throw the football every half second?" 
you know? <laughs> so you would think that the game plan in the Cincinnati front office is to get uh, is to bolster that offensive line. So that they should be able to do that. That seems like a very easy task. And uh, you know, the the team has a few other issues, you know, uh, they did have some weaknesses that were exposed, but for the like as a Bengals fan, you have to feel good, man. I mean, losing the Super Bowl sucks and a Super Bowl hangover might be, you know, guaranteed. But uh, you know, I think as long as they keep Joe Burrow healthy, they should be all right. So they just the fact that they even got to this point is insane. With basically a turnstile for an offensive line, you know, and uh, they made it to the Super Bowl. And really, we're in position to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, I've, I've definitely got my guard up for next year because I just I just don't know how good they're going to be. Uh, but I'm, I'm pessimistic when it comes to this stuff. You know, I, I, I definitely lost some objectivity, like, going into the Super Bowl, but... Uh, where I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just, I'm just gonna be a little fanboy. You know, I'm just gonna scream my little heart out for the Bengals and just root, 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 root. But uh, looking now, now I'm all business, man. It's like, all right, we gotta have a good off season, but it's gonna be tough, especially if like Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson's move teams or something like that. You know, it's just, it's gonna be a different league next year. And if if somebody if Pittsburgh gets a really new good quarterback, that's going to change the division. Baltimore, I'm not that worried about. Cleveland, I'm not that worried about. But like, those are all th- Cleveland and Pittsburgh are good teams that need quarterback upgrades. And there's going to be a market full of good quarterbacks in the offseason potentially. So just like, I don't know. But then again, if if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, or if you're Deshaun Watson or whatever, like, do you want to go to Pittsburgh or Cleveland? Do you want to go to Joe Burrow's division? Or do you want to stay in the AFC where you got Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen? You know, it's not it's not necessarily ideal. Whew. I don't know. But I'm... You got to think that the next couple of years for at least the Bengals are going to be relevant for the next few seasons, you know. So we got that. They got the Chase Burrow thing. A lot of things to be excited about. But uh, the day after, <laughs> dude, I, I made a joke about it. I, I made a joke about it on stage, and uh, someone put it on Instagram. But I was I was doing comedy uh, the day after we lost the Super Bowl, and I said it feels weird to be on stage in Cincinnati's version of September the twelfth. And it worked. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. Not necessarily material I want to keep. Uh, believe it or not, I have brought up 9-11 before on stage. I actually have jokes that I would put in my act <laughs> that involve 9-11. And I, I, that, look, I'm not bragging. You know, I'm a young comic still. I'm, a, I'm 34. I should be mature. But a lot of me doing comedy is, you know, you kind of want to, I don't know. You're just a young asshole. You know, I still feel... Because <laughs> 9-11... I, so, doing comedy in, in COVID times... Like, you were doing comedy in bars in front of audiences that don't want to listen to you. So, it's been interesting, but I think I've developed material that was like... Intentionally loud or obnoxious. To get people to kind of like, perk up. You know? Just to say, like, hey, 
It just it ba- I'm basically going on stage and clanging pots and pans. <laughs> you know? Uh, just to get your... And that's just something you develop when you're doing these, like... These post-COVID shows, man. Uh, if you're in a club, it's one thing. You know, you don't have to do that. But it's, it's more of a cheap trick. But also... Sometimes it is how I feel because I do have a joke that intertwines COVID and 9-11. Uh, I'll say it real quick. I don't, the idea of me doing material material on a podcast makes me feel dirty. But uh, you know what? I'll, I'll toss you guys a cookie. So one of the jokes I do on stage currently, which leads to like a, a longer bit, is I say uh, COVID makes me miss 9-11 because at least 9-11 was over by lunchtime. Uh, and uh, I've been saying it for about a year and a half. And it is it is yet to ruin a set. <laughs> like I, some people, some people go ooh. Some people laugh, uh, but no one has gotten mad yet, which I think is good. I haven't said that joke on stage in a few months, but which it's it's kind of like a it's like a a societal experiment within my act. Um, but it's just it's so weird to talk about COVID on stage because. No one's really trying to hear it. We all have different perspectives, perspectives, <laughs> and you know it's just a it's just a very complicated subject to say the absolute least. But you know it's the one thing that we've all been experiencing for the last. You know we're sharing that experience. We were all we've all been connected by COVID. So we I think every comic has gone up and at least tried to say something. You know because it's 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 been too much of our existence. You know, if like, if our existence was a pie chart for the last 20 years, a good chunk of it would just be COVID-19 related, you know, the entire world experienced that. So it's just like, we can't help but talk about it. (laughs) I'm sorry if you guys are uncomfortable, if you're tired of hearing shit about COVID, but, uh, it's just been interesting to be doing stand-up comedy in such a divisive and polarizing time in history. You know, so strange. I really didn't mean to get on COVID, dude. No, no, no. It's just, uh, it's just too prevalent, man. You know, and it's just on the top of everyone's fucking skull. And I think everyone at this point just that everyone kind of wants answers, but also we just want to like pretend like nothing happened. We just moved on. You know, it's so weird. But uh, speaking of speaking of. COVID-related stories. Uh, This podcast has predicted the future about three times in the last one or two episodes. Uh, We'll start with the COVID-related one first. Uh, A couple episodes ago, I went in on Leonardo DiCaprio for wearing a mask at a football game. It's like, dude, you don't care about COVID. There's 100,000 people at that stadium. If you really cared about COVID, you would stay home. So don't act like you're wearing a mask to stop transmissions. Like, dude, you're in a, you're literally in a pool of COVID, an ocean of COVID, right? And I, that, to that extent, I was like, man, no one, no one wants to watch Rams fans celebrate a Super Bowl. Like, who are the Rams fans? Who are they? And then, <laughs> and then during the Super Bowl, they're showing like Matt Damon. And Jay-Z and all. It's like, dude, no, this isn't a football fan base. This is just you know, some type of glamorous uh, you know, thing. Whatever. And none of them were wearing masks and all that stuff. And apparently people were really pissed off. It's like, dude, 
all these elites are at <laughs> at the Super Bowl, maskless, enjoying their their wonderful, wonderful lives, while my kid has to go to school tomorrow wearing a mask. And uh, I don't know if that's really a prediction that came true. I just I just knew that the celebrities in the Rams stadium were going to f- cause some type of COVID friction. So th- the next thing that I predicted the future about <laughs> this is how I fight with my wife. <laughs> like six months later, I'd be like, "Here were the times I was right," uh, which are never. Which are never, I can't believe how true that is. The wife is always right type thing. It's so hard to win an argument against your wife. It's impossible. For one, they have more endurance. You know, and I think we just, men, we'll just be like, you know what, fuck. I, I quit. Fine, you win. Whatever. I don't have to win this. Women are, are sneakily more competitive than men. They're just more patient about it. You know? Uh, anyway, this is a podcast that is off the rails at all times. The other time uh, I was right uh, <laughs> was uh, Sean McVay having Tourette's. Now that's not uh, that's not totally true, but uh, the last couple of weeks on this podcast, I've said Sean McVay. You know, he is he is like up to his eyeballs in anxiety. Like that guy is wound super duper tight, and I theorized that maybe uh, he was in the middle of developing Tourette's. But I'm not a doctor. I don't know how Tourette's starts. You know? Is it something that just happens? Are you born with it? Or do you coach your football team so much (laughs) and you worry so much that you just snap into this syndrome? I don't know. Now, obviously, I don't think Sean McVay is going to develop Tourette's. But I am saying that he is very, very high strung. And that's, that has been a talking point after the Super Bowl. Is how fucking wound up Sean McVay is, dude. I mean, go back. It, that was the funniest part of the Super Bowl was them cutting to him and just watching him just... I mean, he's just fidgeting. Fidgeting his ass off. <laughs> it was insane. And then and then he's, he's already talking about retiring. This dude's 36! He's been coaching his team for, I don't know, six years. He's been in two Super Bowls. Sure, the stakes have been high. They made it, but he's 36 and he's like, dude, I don't know if I can do this anymore. It's like, I, I don't know what profession you would want to have you would have to where at 36, you're like, you're like, dude, fuck it. This pressure's too much. It's, it's insane. So uh we were right about that, and then we we were right about the Bengals. Uh, four and a half. That was way, way too much points. Way too much points, dude. Uh, Burrow is like, he's like 10 and 0 in like championship games covering or something. That stat is totally made up, but uh, somewhat relevant. Uh, let's see here. I feel like that, that's it. We'll, we'll, let's go ahead and talk about the bet we made. Uh I smoked before this episode. That's what I, how I should label these. This is like, hey, this episode uh, was brought to you by THC. Speaking of, let's do an ad read. Huh? Let's do an ad read. Yeah, let's do a, speaking of, uh, let's do an ad read. 
Let's do an ad read, and then we'll talk. We'll go over the pick, and then I'll tell you about the shoes. All right? Uh, how about that? Uh, so today's show is brought to you by Colorcast. Colorcast is a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. Talk to me, as in Jack Snodgrass, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. I don't know if I was supposed to read that part. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow me, Jack Snodgrass, whenever I create my account. And that's the end of the that's the end of this take. Ooh, man, if I work, can can you get fired? Can you, can someone fire you from your own podcast? That's what we're here to find out. I'm the Howard Stern of sports radio, you guys. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I do, guys, I do want to have po- uh, some comics on here soon. Uh, so we are going to, we are going to spice things up. So true, truly, seriously, thank you if you're listening. For real, I, I, I'm having a lot of fun with this. It's totally, there's no expectations. There's very little planning. Uh, I'm just using the fungus, the shoes, and the gambling to kind of guide things. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really just kind of experimenting. And if you're enjoying it, that's awesome. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm having fun with it. And it, it's good to just kind of connect because, uh, to be totally truthful, I'm more of an introverted guy, believe it or not. Uh, and I kind of started this podcast as an exercise and kind of, uh, more or less coming out of my shell because, uh, you know, stand-up comedy, that is, uh, really, really what I'm trying to do with my life. I'm married. We want to have kids and I have a real job, but, uh, comedy is, you know, comedy's it, baby. That's, I, I want to do it. I, I found, I found, uh, something that really, really gives me purpose. <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe next, next week I'll talk about comedy, how I got started and all that shit. And uh, we'll have more picks and all that stuff. But let's go ahead and get started. So that was a, that was a, that was an official teaser for next week. We're going to talk the origin story of Jack Snodgrass's comedy. Oh baby! All right. So the shoes this week. All right. So I, here's the thing, you guys. I uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing when it comes to gambling right now and the, these new sports. So and you know I I I wish I was rich. Okay, but I'm not rich enough to be just uh gambling a hundred dollars on shit that I don't understand. So I gotta keep I gotta keep these these bets small in these shoes. I gotta be I gotta be, you know, strategic here, alright? So I found a pair of shoes. They are $34.99 and they are an absolute steal. They are the Puma Suede Triple X Mono Men sneakers. I've already got some of these. All right, I got some ones in baby blue. They were the first. They were the first win on the pod, and they're they're sick. They're so sick. I feel like such a fucking G when I put them on. So you know what? We're doubling down, and these sons of bitches are. Let's see. They, the color of these are called. Uh. Well, I don't know. I can't find it. Oh, the the color of these, the color of these shoes is called green glare, or green flash, or Irish green. 
I don't see any Irish green, but green flash is what these sons of bitches are. Uh, so that's probably the name of the episode. That's it. These are going to be called the, the green flash shoes or something like that. Maybe the hot flash shoes. That's kind of funny. Hmm. Okay. $34.99. And you know what? I don't know where I'll wear these. It, these shoes, if I w- started working for Nickelodeon, these are the shoes I would wear that day. First day of the job, I'm wearing these. They're the color of Nickelodeon slime. All right. The bet. Like I said, I'll be at the game tonight, and there is nothing. I, I, guys, I, you know, gambling. I'm sure it, I know it's taboo, but you want to be, you want to feel alive. Put some money on a game, and then go to that game. I feel like that's as, that's the most American thing a person can do right now. So we have a thirty-five dollar bet for these shoes, and that is uh, Kyle Kuzma will score more points than Buddy Heald, who will score more points than Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Newt, cut it off. This is my dog. Interrupting the podcast. Rude as fuck. Hey, Nudie. His name's Newt. He's cool. Um, yeah. So I have two bets. All right. So this first one is like an exacta, kind of, like if you're doing horse racing. I just need Kuzma to uh, score... More points than Buddy Heald, who will score more points than Contavious Caldwell Pope. So one, two, three. We'll see what happens. Kuzma, I think, can do it. I know he's he's kind of a big guy who can score. Those guys are hard to stop uh, in any league. Uh, listen to listen to me. I am an NBA expert. I've watched twelve minutes of NBA basketball <laughs> this year, and here I am. Here I am <laughs> trying to fucking tell the future. I did make a second bet too because uh, I'm going to be there and I'm a degenerate. And if I hit either one of these, I'm buying these goddamn shoes. All right, because there ain't no rules until I got fired from this podcast. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers will have over 29.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Tyrese Halliburton. Check him out. I have some of his NBA top shot, which is a totally different discussion. Uh, about a year and a, a year and a half ago, I went totally crazy and bought way too many NBA NFTs, and I'm pretty sure they're all worthless now. And uh, you know, so you win some, you lose some. Easy come, easy go. Whatever you whatever you want to say to rationalize uh, NFTs, you guys. I don't really have an opinion on them, but uh, I don't know. Whatever. That's that's it. We're getting out of here. Cut, someone cut me off. Next week I'm talking about comedy though. So tune on, tune in, whatever. Bye.